present The Castle by Kim Fuller. This week on The Castle, four wise guys and a funeral. Ah, morning, Merlin. Morning, Merlin. Morning, Merlin. Ah, morning, everyone. I see you've picked up the paper, sire. Oh, I don't know why I bother reading the daily chain mail. Apparently, even the Teutonic warmonger Baron von Adolf has cancelled his subscription because it's too extreme. What's the news today, Sir John? Since when did you get interested in the news, Charlotte? Oh, since the jousting World Cup began. Oh, so that's why Henry's had the red cross painted on his face for the last week. <laughs> I thought it was just formation acne. <laughs> "'Tis a noble tradition, Father, that sea of supporters dressed as crusaders, faces painted white with red crosses chanting obscenities, a tradition that will last a thousand years. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Well, I think the chainmail's a dreadful rag, always scaremongering. I mean, look at this headline. Plague pandemic created by foreign microbes carried here on migrant rats. Oh, that's nonsense. Uh, English summer ruined by asylum-seeking clouds from Poland. Utter tosh. Organised crime wave run by illegal immigrants. So it's all completely untrue. Of course it is. We don't need to outsource crime. We have some very organised criminals right here in England. (laughs) Yeah. What about that famous robbery where they hijacked the royal dressmaker and stole the rear portion of a hundred court dresses? Yes, yes. The great train robbery. (laughs) Anyway, it says here that this crime gang is led by a man called Silly Ian. No, Henry, it says they're led by a Sicilian. (laughs) What's his name? Antonio Soprano. The famous baritone. That's right. By the way, sire, you have a letter from the proprietor of the Merck Inn, Gordon de Ramsay. Ah, oh, that dreadful foul-mouthed panboiler. How do you know the letters from him, Merlin? Because it is addressed to Sir John f***ing Woodstock <laughs> at Woodstock f***ing Castle Woodstock. What does it say, Father? Uh, that he's giving up the Merck Inn because he's recently realised he might be overreaching himself after he opened a restaurant in one of his restaurants. What will happen to the Merkin, sire? Well, as it is on my land, its title will revert to me. Its title reverts to you? Yep. yep. So we have to call you Merkin? <laughs> I prefer Sir John. So do I, father. I mean, Merk. Oh. <laughs> Lord, give me strength. doing, my lord? Oh, just uh, writing, Duncan. You're not drawing cartoon genitalia in my Vulgate Bible again, are you? (laughs) I only did it that once to try to make it more Vulgate. I have to tell you, the Archbishop did not appreciate reading the Gospels according to Matthew, Mark, Luke and Schlong. (laughs) So what are you doing? I have decided to write a book. What sort of book? An exhaustively researched account of my incredible heroism before, during and after the Crusades. And how are you going to research it, sir? I am going to sit in this chair and remember like hell. That does sound exhausting. It's all making me quite nostalgic for the old days. Why is it the old days are always so much better than the new ones? Oh, you've been reading the Daily Chain Mail again, haven't you, sir? I saved you the female section, Duncan. Much appreciated, my lord. (laughs) Ah, The old days were a non-stop round of roistering and slaughtering, slaughtering and roistering. I'd be so drunk sometimes that I'd roister when I was meant to slaughter and slaughter when I was supposed to roister, which meant I lost three battles and killed a dozen bar staff. (laughs) Uh, 
By the way, didn't you know an Italian cavaliere called Antonio Soprano? The famous baritone? Um, yes, why? Well, it says here that he is a person of interest in a criminal inquiry in Dover. He wasn't that interesting. I dispatched him in just one paragraph in my book. And am I in this magnum opus, sir? Uh, yes. Look, there, in the index, Duncan. Ah. Right between Dumbo and Dung Heap. <laughs> ah, good day, Thomas. Uh, welcome to the Murky Inn, my lord. Ideal location for my new invention. Are you referring to that box, Thomas? Uh, yes, sir. Printed on the front of this box is a list of 100 madrigals, hymnals and chants, each with a button next to it. Yeah. To hear the piece of music, all you have to do is place a sovereign in the slot and press the appropriate button. Oh, amazing! <laughs> what kind of advanced technology allows this to happen? Glue, sire. <laughs> I have sealed a six-piece lute and bass combo inside the box. <laughs> The box is half my height. It is a band composed entirely of musical midgets, led by a trombonist called Juke and a singer called Di. All right in there, Juke? Feeling good, Thomas. <laughs> so, uh, what do you call this musical box containing a band led by a man called Juke? I call it the Die Pod. <laughs> Can I show you what I invented with Master Karaoke of Japan? Uh, no, don't bother. First. Sorry to interrupt, sire, but you have visitors. Oh, can't you put them off? I'm just outlining the bit where I liberate Lebanon and show up the coward Cavalieri Soprano and his men. Who is it, anyway? Cavalieri Soprano and his men. Whoops. <laughs> Willie. Ah. Mi soldato. Looking exactly the same as when I last saw you. <laughs> Except you're not under a woman. <laughs> Ah, it is good to see you too, Antonio. To what do we owe the honour? I use the term lightly. We were on our way to visit our old Goomba, Principe Capello, at the Jousting World Cup, when a little bird told me you were writing your memoirs and spilling some unnecessary beans, if you get my meaning. You know my associates, Visconti Scorsese, Marchese Paolo Walnuts, and the little guy picking his teeth with a switchblade is Molto Benny de Palma. And does Signore de Palma have a title, my lord? I'm a Conte! Given a little time, I'd probably have worked that out. <laughs> I gotta say, we was a little disturbed about some of the uh, revelations you might be uh, revelating in your book. I, I tell you what, why don't we go to our local hostelry and talk about it over a few drinks? Now that is an offer I can't refuse. Ah, yes. Antipathy tends to wither in the face of a quaffed libation. And that is an offer I can't understand. Well, Father, here we are, the Merc Inn, and you're in charge. You, you must bond with your customers. All right, <laughs> here goes nothing. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm Sir John, the new landlord, but you can call me um, Sir Governor. <clears throat> and this is my daughter, Anne... And her friend, Charlotte. Hello. Hi. Um, and by the way, we're both single and looking. Charlotte. Some of us are looking harder than others. And uh, my son, Henry. Yo, boozers. <laughs> yes, take a good look at him so that if you ever see him again in here, you can have him arrested for underage drinking. What? Oh, cheese. 
Ah, customers. Ha, De Warren and some chums. <laughs> what can I get you, Sir William? Uh, uh, one gin, um, four flagons of Chianti. Yeah, huh? yeah, like and uh, Duncan will have his usual. So that's uh, one gin, four Chiantis and a baby sham with a cherry coming right up. <laughs> Much obliged. Wow, Sir William's friends are hot. Do you think? Yeah, no, I love Italians. Get it from my mum. She lived with a family of Italians for ages. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She often used to say that she had a bit of the Neapolitan in her. <laughs> oh, well, that short one's coming over. Oh, buongiorno, signor. Can I get you anything? Yeah, babe. Benny needs your lap dance. A, a lap dance? No way, that is so undignified. You heard me, toots. One lap dance, and there's a diamond necklace and fur coat in it for you. Okay, sit down over there. Music, please. <laughs> right, here goes. <laughs> stop it, stop, stop. But stop, are you enjoying it? When I said lap dance, I didn't actually want you to dance on my lap. <laughs> really? No way. Oh, next you'll be telling me you don't need oranges to do the tango. <laughs> Sorry about that, Mr. Benny. I don't apologise. Your friend's a real ball breaker. Literally. <laughs> Did I hear she's single? Uh... Your friends seem a bit uh, highly spirited. They're just uh, lads having a, a bit of fun. Where's the harm in that? It's more than high spirit, sire. Molto Benny just told Billy Bagshot he was going to send him to sleep with the fishes. Oh, dear. I fear Mistress Fish and her sister are going to get a very bad reputation. <laughs> but that's the Italians full of piss and vinegar. And Chianti. Oh, I don't feel so good. Oh, and diced carrots, apparently. Right. Right, that's it. You're barred. I've only had a baby sham. No, not you, Duncan. Charlotte, why have you carved Benny into the table 113 times? Oh, and I'm in love. I love the romantic way Benny punches anyone who looks at me in the face. And he keeps giving me such classy gems. Look, a diamond necklace, emerald bracelet, and a... Sapphire G-string. Yes. <laughs> Let's be honest, it does ride up a bit. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I hear my beloved now. Out of my way, you little creep. Ah, oh, don't kill me, dude. <clears throat> my love, I caught this pervo lurking outside your door. You want I should toss him into the trash with the rest of the garbage? brother immediately. Okay. But only because I'm a gentleman and you're a hot piece of tail. Thank you. And you, kid, if I see you again, I'm going to carve a picture of your face on your face. Capiche? Yes, sir. Capriciosa. <laughs> Come, my sweet. Let me take you to a low dive and eat cannoli out of your belly button. Ooh, that would be lovely, but there's already some pork scratchings and a half a tiramisu in there. <laughs> I'm saving it all for later. <laughs> Naughty. <laughs> in him. He's so rude. Rude? He is, like, awesome. <laughs> ah, Duncan, where have you been? Working, my lord. I've been in chapel listening to Cavalieri Soprano's confession. But you've been gone for 18 hours. I know, we've just having a 15-minute break. He had to go and uh, um, adjust someone's kneecaps. He's insisting on confessing his sins alphabetically, and we're still only on D. <laughs> My condolences. Oh, tell me about it. I haven't heard such a catalogue of sin and depravity since I agreed to proofread your autobiography. <laughs> the difference being that when I run people through or leer at women, it is charming, because I am English. Whereas when foreigners try it, it's just tacky. Indeed, sire. I glimpsed Marchese Paolo Walnuts trying to peer down Lady Anne's cleavage last night. What? I fear it is true. Swoons. That Italian jack and apes thinks he can barge in and cop an eyeful just like that, does he? 
A lady like Anne needs a proper wooing. Only last week I spent three consecutive nights mooning at her from outside her bedroom. Did that work? Not completely. Or indeed at all. Then why don't you dispatch these Sicilians back to, um, Sicilia now? I I wish it were that simple, old friend, but, but in truth it is not, for Soprano knows my darkest, most terrible secret. A secret he holds over me like a club with a nail through it. If this is about your third nipple, everyone's seen it. It's not about my third nipple. A lot of people have a third nipple. Not on their knee. No, Duncan. My terrible secret is... Duncan! Get your ass out of here. We've got to carry on the confession. Forsooth, I hate cliffhangers. Um, Very well, my lord. I think we were up to D. Ah, dwarf tossing. Magnifico! Coming! Hey, how's it going? (gasps) Lord Soprano, may I, like, talk to you, dude? Um, I would like to join your secret yet world-famous organisation. What organisation do you speak of? Ah, uh, you know, with the secret sign. Why are you putting your finger up your schnoz? Uh, the secret sign for the Cosa Nostra. Cosa Nostra. <laughs> An idiot, which doesn't exist. Good day. No, no, wait. I can be useful to you. I know where all the good hiding places are. I can tie a reef knot. And and I give the best dead legs in the whole of Charterhouse. Okay, I will consider making you a made man. Capiche? Capriciosa! You can take your finger out of your nose now. Yeah, I will, dude, when I finish tidying up in here. Get out. (laughs) Lord Soprano, (laughs) I'm sorry I had to eject you from the inn last night. Think nothing of it, amico mio. Sweet little setup you got there. Ever think about expanding? I'd like to be a partner. A kind offer, but I, I don't think I, hey, I'm really... In hey, the... let me lay it out for you. I want 20% of your takings, or something bad might happen. Well, uh, bad things happen all the time. The uh, <laughs> plague wiped out half the village, but uh, I don't think me giving you 20% of my takings would affect that. No, no, you miss my meaning, Cupcake. I mean your castle may burn down. Uh, yes, yes, thing is, it might burn down, even if I do give you 20%, so... Oh, you really ain't getting this, are you? My service is all about what I won't do if you pay me. Oh, so you want me to pay you to not do anything? Yes. Well, then, then you are in the wrong place, my Italian sausage. I am literally surrounded by people who won't lift a finger for me. And, um, none of them weren't paying for it. Watch your back, my friend. Watch your back. <laughs> Funny man. <laughs> oh, look, look, he's left his violin case behind. Morning, Father. Sleep well? Mm, no, no, I need my breakfast. Uh, where's Merlin? My lord, sorry I'm late, but the most terrible thing has happened. I awoke not five minutes ago to find a unicorn's head in my bed. That's terrible! I'll say. Five minutes ago? So you haven't had time to cook the sausages? Sorry, my lord, but I was so frightened. Of course you were frightened, Merlin. You've never woken up with a big horn in your bed before. (laughs) Not in that context, no, my lady. Charlotte, did you know about this? Maybe. But I took a Sicilian vow of silence. What's that? 
It's pretty much that, really. <laughs> That's the final straw. You have to decide between Molto Benny and your friends. Now. Oh, but it's such a difficult decision. No, it's not. Just choose between your best friend who you grew up with, who's always been there for you, against some pint-sized psychopath whose only good point is that he gives you unlimited bling. Oh, duh, no, of course, when you put it like that. Bye! <laughs> oh, charming. I notice she took her croissant... Father, what are we going to do? The only thing a red-blooded Englishman can do when a scoundrel threatens his property, his livelihood, his family... You're going to beg De Warren to fight for you? <laughs> With every breath in my body. Na, 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 Hey, Henry, man, what are you doing? Starting out on a whiz-bang life of crime, Toby, you weed. A life of crime? I'm going to meet with some of Lord Soprano's whiz guys, and we're going to do some crime. And if I do well, I can get my teeth taken out and replaced with gold and be a good varlet. Cheers, cheers, cheers. <laughs> and what will happen if you don't do well, you swankpot? Then they say they will pop a cap on my ass. That's not much of a punishment, dude. I think your donkey would look quite good in a cap. That's what I thought. <laughs> Duncan, Sir William, you came. Uh, Sir John and Lady Anne. How your smile lights up a room as a burning heretic lights up a cloudy night. <laughs> I asked you to the Merkin for a favour. Soprano has threatened me, my family and my wizard. I call on you to take up arms against him and to defend our village. Uh, that could be a bit tricky. But I, I thought you cared about us, Sir William. Uh, about me. I do, uh, yet I cannot. Oh, hi. Eh. Hello, Charlotte. Charlotte? Interesting outfit. Yeah, well, Benny has a thing for fur bikinis. He's promised to buy me the top half tomorrow. He's asked me to bring you a message from Lord Soprano. This warns you not to return to your castle, De Warren, as Soprano has taken it. He's slaughtered the servants, ransacked the wine cellar and stamped on all the Sylvanian families. Not the Sylvanians. The savage. Oh, Sir William... Surely now nothing will stop you arming yourself to the teeth and taking back what's yours. Tis not as simple as that. Uh, I must speak to Sir John man to man, and must therefore ask the ladies to leave the room. Fair enough. Let's go, girls. <laughs> I cannot fight Soprano because he knows this terrible secret. I am not who I seem to be. You're not a boorish macho slob. <laughs> so I am who I seem to be. <laughs> I'm just not... Well, I'm not Sir William de Warren. My real name is Dick Whitman. <laughs> Dick Whitman? Tis true. I come from Humble Stock, the village of Humble Stock on the Marsh, in fact. <laughs> My father was a lowly gnat breeder from the savage plains of Norfolk. I was apprenticed as squire to the great William de Warren, knight-errant, dragon-slayer, jazz-dancer, girl-magnet, and all-time highest scorer on the Grand Theft Equestro Antioch Edition leaderboard. <laughs> what happened to that, Sir William? He perished during the First Crusade, and I assumed his identity. I am so sorry. <sighs> Why should your origins matter? Whoever you were, you are now a great knight with many great victories. It matters because of Lady Anne. Well, she won't mind. Remember, uh, she once loved Sam Tree, son of a freelance mud operative. 
Yet I could never feel worthy of her if she were to discover the truth. But though I may not take up arms against him, I can show you how to resist Soprano. Please do. Like all bullies, he values the power of fear and intimidation. Thus, to beat him, you simply have to stand up to him. Stand up to him? (laughs) Is that all? Well, that is easy. Without screaming or running away. Ah, all right. Okay, Henry, this is your initiation test. Get on this horse and wait here for Scorsese and me. Capiche? Wait with a horse? <sighs> Give me something hard, dude. The hard bit comes when we run out of the village treasury with sacks of money. You mean I'm like driving the getaway horse? Cool. Good luck, kid. See you in a few. Trust me, guys, nothing can go wrong. Yo, dude, what you doing, your tank? Toby, I'm busy driving the getaway horse for a daring gang of armed treasury robbers, Hem Hem. What? Really? Affirmatory. I just have to get on, wait for the two whiz guys, say giddy up in Italian, and we're out of here. What is giddy up in Italian, dude? Duh. Quattro formaggio. So, are you supposed to be on the horse or what? Sir John, Soprano is intimidating. You have to talk to him in a language he'll understand. Italian. <laughs> Show me who's boss. Repeat after me. Get the hell out of my town, you lousy mofo. Oh, very well. <laughs> Get the heck out of my town, you not especially nice FOMO. <laughs> what is a FOMO, anyway? It's not FOMO, it's mofo. What does it stand for? Well, it stands for, um... It stands for... Uh, yes? Moat FOMO. <laughs> Excuse me, my lord. What is it, Duncan? I couldn't help but notice how well Sir John's training is going. (sighs) But I just wanted to let you know Merlin and I have devised another way to get rid of Lord Soprano. In case anyone wants to hear it. I do. Me too. Very well. If you're both sitting comfortably, I'll begin. Forgive me, Father, I have sinned. It has been twelve minutes since my last confession. And in that time I have murdered six men, pimped eleven women, and attempted to slaughter a knight. And art thou sorry for thy sins? I'm sorry I only managed eleven women. (laughs) Close enough. Say ten Hail Marys, six Our Fathers, and go and sit on the naughty pew and think about what you've done. Thank you, Your Holiness. Good. Oh, by the way, um... Who is the knight whose slaughter you plotted? His name is Sir John Woodstock. Sir John? Oh, my lord, you must not lay a finger on this man. Sir John Woodstock was granted perpetual papal protection after captaining the guard of a priceless holy relic on its procession through England six years ago. Not the Saviour's earlobe tour, 76. Oh, you have heard of it? Heard of it? I've still got the (laughs) T-shirt. Anyone who harms Sir John will be declared an enemy of Rome and eternally damned. Then I will not harm one hair on Sir John's head. Though, of course, that will not stop me taking his money, his daughter, and his castle. Fair enough. Now, where were we up to? X. Xylophone theft. (laughs) Who is it? Anne, tis I. I am so, so sorry. What happened? You were right. Benny's horrible. Cruel. Hopeless in bed, with halitosis and B.O. He's found someone else then. Mistress Fish and her sister. (laughs) Please forgive me. Oh, I always do. 
Give me a hug. Oh. oh, what's that? Oh, sorry. Must be some leftover tiramisu. <laughs> Here we are, kid. Let's get out of here. Henry, get ready. What the heck is that? Um, your horse had a, like, prior engagement, OK? So I got us another ride. It's no biggie. Another ride? <laughs> it's a sheep. No, it's a lamb, actually. Get on before... There they are. Get on. Uh, we're captured. Oh, it's too late. Give me up, horsey. A sheepy dead lammy. <laughs> Lord Soprano, I come with terrible news. Molto Benny and Paolo Walnuts have been arrested. What? How could this happen? It's something to do with their getaway driver being an idiot, my lord. Honestly, some days I wish I'd just gone into human resources. Soprano, I command you to leave now, you lousy FOMO. And who inflated your cojones, pal? You talking to me? You talking to me? Huh? You talking to me? Then who the hell are you talking to? You talking to me? Well, I, I'm the only one here. Who the forsooth do you think you're talking to? That was truly dreadful. Are you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> Wait. Ah, uh, the Warren, Cardinal Duncan. Hey, I hope you ain't here to fight. No, to switch sides. Sir John is clearly a loser, and a knight must always be on the winning side. But you're not a knight, are you? You're just Dick Whitman, stable boy. You ain't got what it takes. Really? Observe this, Soprano, as I slay thine enemy to prove my worth. Steady on, steady on, old boy. I am slain, my lord. What have you done? No! That tough enough for you, you Neapolitan nutjob? Sir John is dead. Then we are all damned. Sir John was under the personal protection of his holiness. Then I'm afraid you're all up Vatican Creek without a paddle. (laughs) Where's our getaway horse? Forget the horse. We're going on the lamb. (laughs) Lord, bless this man, John Woodstock. Send his soul safely to thy bosom. Look at him. Grasp him firmly. Pale and heavy-lidded. Not a spark of life in him. Duncan always looks like that, my lady. I meant Sir John. (laughs) Hey, cool codpiece. I like the fact you've covered it up with a black flag out of respect. Yes. And, of course, it's at half-mast. Hang on. It was you who killed Sir John. And why have we invited him to the funeral? Oh, forgive and forget, Charlotte. My father always said the only way I'd have a party here was over his dead body. And he was right. Plus, there are lots more fathers. Maybe I'll borrow yours. Oh, that's so cold. Melidian, Soprano and his men have gone... Look, stop this sport and tell her. Tell me what? Father's not dead. Not dead? He's just lightly enchanted, milady. A lifelessness spell I cooked up with Duncan to get rid of Soprano and his mob. Oh, that is so clever. Except Duncan's just buried Sir John. Well, that's the best part. We didn't bury him. Thomas, bring in the coffin. The Cardinal told me the plan, so I bribed the grave diggers. There were two identical coffins, one completely empty to bury, the other one containing your father. Voila. Wow, that is so cool. Uh, This one's not supposed to be empty, is it? Not as such. (laughs) Fetch the shovels! 
That was The Castle by Kim Fuller and Paul Alexander. It starred James Fleet as Sir John Woodstock, Neil Dudgeon as Sir William de Warren, Martha Howe Douglas as Lady Anne, Ingrid Oliver as Charlotte, Jonathan Kidd as Duncan and Thomas, Stephen Kimmon as Henry, and Lewis MacLeod as Merlin. The music was by Guy Jackson, and the producer was David Tyler. The programme was a positive production for the BBC. Yeah.